Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Favorite part of the week is that we get to talk Browns football with Scott Petrak at brownzone.com. In fact, let's just change gears and do that right now. Scotty, how are you today? I'm good, JT. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. This weather is fantastic, but it's about to change, isn't it? I'm not a weather person. No, I know. It's going to be warm, but I think we might get some rain on Sunday. That's what it looks okay. like. Okay. Because, you know, I started looking about the Browns, and I, I was I was reading on brownzone.com, and I want to start here per, pretty much. You know, you wrote the article four days ago that Joe Flacco is the only choice because he provides the best chance to reach the playoffs. What about winning on Sunday? I mean, obviously to myself and Kenny, we're saying the same thing, but why won't Stefanski commit to it? I think the main reason, I mean, I think it's going to be Joe Flacco. And mm-hmm. I think the main reason Stefanski won't say is because he thinks there's some competitive advantage to not saying. And mm-hmm. Jacksonville, you know, is not announcing whether it's Trevor Lawrence or not. Now, there's a difference there, right? He got hurt mm-hmm. Monday night. Right. Um, you know, but they can say that Dorian Thompson Robinson's coming back from the concussion. And, you know, there's some uncertainty there who was some uncertainty there for most of the week uh but i fully expect it to be joe flacco i think Stefanski is just trying to milk this for whatever competitive balance competitive advantage he can and you know i, I do think there's some point to that you know last week aaron donald talked about he didn't know if it was going to be dorian thompson robinson or joe flacco and they're obviously two different style of quarterbacks so if you have you know if you make your the other team spend whatever, another hour or two during the week on it. Some coaches think that's worth it. Scotty, how should we feel about this team? They win three games in a row. They go on the road. They drop two games in a row, and especially one that a lot of people thought I wasn't one of them. They would win in Denver, not L.A., because Denver's a place, historically speaking, the Browns don't play very well there. But coming back now after a two-game losing streak, and it was almost as if, Man, these injuries have started to catch up to us. And as soon as the injury bug hit the defense, it seemed as, oh, no. Can they compete? Can they continue to play well? I think they can. I mean, I think they're still in a good spot, right? They're, I think after the Pittsburgh loss last night, the Browns are in the fifth seed. So they're top wild card. I think if you get to 10 wins, that's enough to get you into the playoffs. So that means three more wins. There's only five games left, so you better start winning them soon. Uh, but the schedule appears to get easier after Jacksonville. Uh, I think they're fine, um, but you got to turn it around, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't want two wins to turn into two losses to turn into three losses. And not that you can't snap that if it happened, but you know the momentum starts to grow, the questions, the doubts start to grow. So that's why I think this is a big one coming up on Sunday. But I think their position's fine. I think you know Joe Flacco, if he plays like he did in L.A. Mm-hmm then I think the Browns have plenty of chances to win a bunch of games the rest of the year. I really do. Now, there's no guarantee he plays like that. I think defensively, we don't know for sure that Denzel Ward's going to play, but he's listed as questionable. He practiced this week. And if he comes back, that's a huge boost. I think Miles Garrett, you know, he's going to play. You know, I think he's banged up a little bit with that shoulder, but he said it didn't affect him too much. 
in L.A. So, you know, I think they're okay, really, on both sides of the ball. It looks like Amari Cooper might be able to play receiver, which is huge. So, you know, I mean, they've already dealt with a ton of injuries. But if Joe Flacco plays okay and this defense starts getting back to what it was, then I don't think there's – I don't see any reason why the Browns can't win Sunday and then keep winning. Scotty, is the defense still the key to winning these games? Because, I mean, if the injury bug does affect them, and maybe Miles Garrett, we don't know everything about that shoulder, but I also look at guys that you lose during the course of the season, like the free safety Rodney McLeod. When you lose this guy, were they ever really able to replace that level of play? Well, I mean, if they miss Rodney McLeod, and he played a key role on this, right? He was a third safety. Mm-hmm. He's a leader. He knows that defense. But there's guys, I mean, teams lose guys all the time, right? right? So I don't know if you can say this defense is done because you lose your third safety. Like, you have to be better than that. You just do. Mm-hmm. So I think they have enough pieces, right? They have Miles Garrett. They have Zedary Smith. They have Oboe Karanko. They have Davin Tomlinson. If they have Denzel Ward back. I mean, Denzel Ward's been a huge loss the last two weeks. There's no right. denying that. Um, they still have Grant Delpit, right? Anthony Walker Jr. only missed one game. Like, they have a plenty of pieces on that side of the ball. They should be able to figure it out. Now, maybe they won't be as dominant as they were early in the year, but they can still be really good. They've been great at home, so I think that gives them an edge coming back home this week. And, yeah, to answer your original question, yeah, the defense is still the key because mm-hmm. the quarterback remains a question mark. I don't care how well Joe Flacco played last week. I don't care that he won a Super Bowl a decade ago. <laughs> it's still a question mark at quarterback. Right, and the passing game has still been hit or miss all season long. So, yeah, your defense needs to limit what the other team does to give your offense a chance. Jim Schwartz, the defensive coordinator, spoke yesterday. What were your takeaways? Yeah, you know, there are two things that jumped out at me. Number one, he talked about the D-line has to reassert itself, and it's been two straight games without a sack from the defensive line. Now, there's reasons for that. They missed opportunities against Russell Wilson. Matthew Stafford in L.A. got rid of the ball in a hurry. They had a great plan for taking Miles Garrett out of the game. But he, got, you know, he said, hey, this is the engine of our defense. It needs to get sex. The D-line needs to get sex. So mm-hmm. I talked to Obo Okoronko today, and he said he, he didn't guarantee it, but he said something like, you know, I, I'd almost say 100% we're going to have at least one this week. So I think the D-line will be really motivated. I think – Trevor Lawrence is going to play, but he won't be able to move as well. He doesn't have his, his le- top two left tackles are out. I think this creates this matchup creates some opportunities for the Browns to get back to getting after the quarterback, making things happen in the backfield, negative plays, and then if Denzel Ward plays, then you can have tight coverage, right, which mm-hmm. marries with the pass rush, helps the pass rush. So that was one thing that Jim Schwartz said. And the other one, he's really disappointed in how they finished that game against the Rams. You know, it's 2019, they mm-hmm. get a stop, Blackout throws that interception, there's a big return, but instead of holding them, holding the Rams to a field goal and then a touchdown wins the game for the Browns, they gave up a touchdown. Now it's an eight-point game. Um, so they, he didn't like the way they finished, and that's been another theme this week. It's defensive line sack Good. and finishing when I talk to the defensive guys. Well, we know they play better at home, too, so we expect better things from the defense. Scott Petrak, our guest right now at brownzone.com. Everything you need, folks. If you're a Browns fan, you got to go to this webpage because it is chock full of all the information you need. Let's change our attention now to the offense, Scott. Amari Cooper in the injury, you know, yeah. 
I didn't understand that he had gotten concussed during the game with the Rams because I didn't feel that he should have probably been playing with the bruised ribs anyway. How's Amari Cooper? Well, I mean, he practiced today. Kevin Spansky said he had his normal workload. Now, he's not out of the protocol. You know, the last step or one of the last steps is to practice and then see how you react. But they're hopeful that he can play. I think we'll, I don't know if we'll know tomorrow, but Spansky thought that they would know tomorrow if he's out of the protocol. And that would be huge for him. Obviously, Cooper's played so well this year uh, that it's just a huge drop-off without him. And then you start Mm -hmm. to think, okay, how are they going to possibly fill this void? Well, if he's out there, then you don't have that question. Elijah Moore slides into that two-role. Cedric Tillman at that three-role. You're not forcing David Bell into a bunch of more reps. So that would be big if he's out there. Uh, You know, uh, Elijah Moore said Cooper looked good today. I saw Cooper in the locker room yesterday. And actually was really, like, had a spring in his step, was joking around with guys, like, was loud. Um, and that gave me a signal that, hey, he might be able to play this week. Because usually, you know, concussion guys, they're not hanging out in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, some of them even have to be in dark rooms, right? We know it depends on the concussion. Uh, but yesterday when I saw the way he carried himself in the locker room, I said, hey, that's a good sign. And then for him to practice, is another good sign. Scotty, it was obvious on Sunday, and none of us had any idea that Flacco was going to spin it as well as he did, but it looked as though he was really comfortable in the pocket. And I'm going to get to this because coming into the season, we had talked about the offensive line, and we say it's tougher for an offensive line to block for mobile quarterbacks. Now, whether it's DTR, P.J. Walker, we don't know how mobile he is. We don't even know if he's really worthy of being an NFL quarterback. But Joe Flacco, standing in that pocket, and dispersing the ball out to nine different receivers. How did you like looking at that? I mean, it looked like professional football, didn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, that's my kind of quarterback, right? The mm-hmm. guy that's 6'6", six, six, stands in the pocket and fires it. Now, that doesn't, you know, that's kind of a you know, like an old-school thing, right? A dying breed. Most teams have guys that can create plays with their feet, make something happen, at least have the escapability. You mm-hmm. know, Trevor Lawrence gives the Jags that when he's healthy. Uh so, you know, but I like seeing that. I like seeing a quarterback yeah. stand in the pocket. Now, you got to be able to protect him. And the Browns did a good job last week. He only took two sacks, and they were on the last two offensive plays. He got the ball out in a hurry, which is you know, it's critical if mm-hmm. you don't have a lot of movement skills. He make the quick decisions, get rid of the ball. He said maybe he threw a couple away too quickly, that he could have tried to extend plays a little bit, maybe get to another read. Um, so we'll see if he makes that adjustment this week. But you have to worry about the tackles now because yeah. you still have Jerron Christian at left tackle, and he's been fine, but he hasn't been great. They've helped him at left tackle. And then at right tackle, Deron Jones did not practice today, and he's questionable with the knee injury. It, it uh, cropped up after practice yesterday. Now, you know, it's questionable, so we just don't know. If they don't have him, and it's probably James Hudson, uh, that's a drop-off. So they're going to have to figure out how to protect. Um, it might be keeping guys in. And Joe's going to have to get rid of the ball because, you know, like I said, he can't move. Mm-hmm. So your two choices are to take a sack or get rid of it. So he's going to have to make quick decisions back there. Scotty, this is interesting. You mentioned the left tackle. It's Jerron Christian, Jr.? Or is he? Whatever it is. I the, the, the reason I say this is because when I consider the fact that going into the season, whether or not you felt that DTR was worthy of being a backup quarterback, or if it would have been someone else and it doesn't matter, a lot of people thought you needed a veteran quarterback. My question is this. When you look at the offensive line and you look at the backup quarterback, 
Are they paying enough attention in the league, not just the Browns, to those positions? And should we maybe start to maybe reinvest in offensive line and maybe backup quarterback? Yeah, I think that's a hot topic. I think it should be a hot topic, especially the quarterbacks. We've seen so many injuries this year that it's difficult for me to even say it's coincidence, Mm -hmm. right? I think it's maybe it's the way, and and I hate to have that quick reaction, but I I think the way of the NFL now is, you know, these quarterbacks are running, they're moving. Mm -hmm. The the pass rush is so good. The guys are getting hit, and they're getting hit more, and that leads to injuries, right? And then there's your non-contact injuries on top of that. So I do think the league will have to address and assess how much, how many resources they give to the backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. And we've seen most teams decide that you don't have to, right? Like if you have the big money quarterback, a Patrick Mahomes, a Deshaun Watson, a Joe Burrow, you don't have to go experience guy at the backup. And I think that might change. Now it's going to affect how the salary cap guys work because that's where this, that's where money is saved, right? Instead of paying a guy like, let's say, Jacoby Brissett, $6 million mm-hmm. a year, you know, DTR is making under a million, I think. Okay. Well, that's a big invest. That's a big mm-hmm. difference, right? So you have to do that math in your head and say, okay, is the money we decide not to save, is that going to win us enough games? And I think you can make a legitimate argument. Hey, if your starter misses six weeks and you can get a guy that can go three and three, then that can be the difference between getting to the playoffs and not getting to the playoffs. Okay. And that, that position is so important. Now we have to keep in mind, there's limited resources. And the same applies to tackle. You talked about tackle. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, you need two of them. That's 64. I don't know if there's 100 legitimate tackles Great in the point. world. Right? Great point. So, yes. I, I think that's, you know, I, I think that's something you have to keep in mind. Scott Petrak at brownzone.com. And, Scotty, you know, I give up on trying to second-guess Kevin Stefanski. But, again, you know, there's – I'm not going to, you know, cry over spilt milk. He goes for it on fourth down when basically the game's out of reach, whether or not you feel that he's got confidence in his defense or not. But the main thing is this – with backup quarterbacks or even our starter, and we really hadn't seen Deshaun Watson perform the way we thought he was going to perform yet. You look at the last three or four games against the Steelers, we put it up in the air 43 times, 42 against Denver, which was the worst against the rush team in the league, and the Rams 44 times. So I guess it doesn't really matter who the starting quarterback is. Come Sunday, he's going to try to air it out, don't you think? I do. I also think there's reasons for that. Like in L.A., JT, they ran it 11 times in the first half for 22 yards, or 12 for 22. So what good does it do running it 10 more times if you're gaining two yards of carry, right? Like, mm. that doesn't help. They had negative runs that really put them in tough spots in the first half. Now they ran it yeah. better in the second half. Things opened up. The defense adjusted because Joe Flacco had a good half throwing the ball. Mm. I, I think you have to keep that in mind. You have, to, you have to look at if the defense is trying to take away the run game, the best way to combat that is to pass the ball. You don't want to beat your head against the wall, right? So I'm not saying Stefanski shouldn't run more and pass less. Like, I think there's an argument to be made in certain spots. But I don't think it's as easy to say, oh, he's going to throw it 40 times. It depends on the game. It depends mm-hmm. on the weather. It depends on the defense. Um, and I haven't verified this myself, but I did hear the stat today, that they rank like sixth in the league in the percentage of times they run the ball. So I think you have to look at a bigger picture than just, you know, man, they throw it a bunch. The whole league throws it a bunch. Yeah. And especially when you lose. I mean, they were losing in the fourth quarter against Denver. They're losing in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. against the Rams. 
Like, that skews the stats as well. The only thing they had in common, I mean, yeah, they're throwing the ball 40 times a day, but DTR were all short passes until the final drive against the Steelers. Flacco seemed to be airing it out. So I guess the question is this. Do you feel that DTR has the arm strength to hit some of the downfield 15- to 20-yard passes that Flacco seemingly can make? I think that remains to be seen, and I'll tell Mm -hmm. you this. I know Joe Flacco can make those. I don't know if DTR can make them. Uh-huh. And I think there's a reason. Now, you have to worry about protection, too, against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want – they didn't want DTR sitting back there right. holding on to the ball. So that's part of it. But I do have questions about DTR's consistent arm strength. You see it sometimes, right, the RPM's out of his hand, mm-hmm. but not like Flacco. I mean, Flacco throws it – Flacco throws it – like, for the last 15 years, he's thrown it as one of the best guys in the league. And you saw how that affected the game plan saw it affected the Rams' defense. All of a sudden, it had to stretch back and sideways because he can throw to all areas of the field, and that will help your run game, which is why I think it's a no-brainer that Flacco's your starter because he, he helps you in all those areas. Scotty, we mentioned some of the injuries. Um, we don't know who's really out, especially Denzel Ward, but who else seems to be banged up right now for the Browns? I mean, the three questionable guys – or four. I'm sorry, four questionable guys. Cooper with the concussion. Okay. Uh, Ward with the shoulder, Cam Mitchell coming off the IR with the hamstring, and then Dewan Jones, the right tackle, like I mentioned. Okay. Everybody else is good to go. You know, now Miles, it's not, I mean, nobody's 100%, right? That's the cliche in the league, but this mm-hmm. is true. But you got to keep an eye on Miles' shoulder. Although when I rewatched the game, I did not think the shoulder affected him that much. I thought it was more the Rams game plan. Like they ran away from him, mm-hmm. or they ran quick wide around him with those pitches. They had two and three guys blocking him on pass rushes, or they would roll Stafford away. Um, so I don't know if the shoulder affected him as much as the Rams game plan did. Um, and then, you know, David Njoku hasn't practiced. He didn't practice Wednesday, Thursday. He practiced today. He's just got a bulky knee. He's going to play every week, you know, is assuming nothing worse happens. He just needs to rest that knee. But overall, besides the guys that are out for the season – they're relatively healthy. I'm so tough on Miles Garrett. Have been over the years. Really not as much this year. But if you consider the fact that what we did against T.J. Watt when we played the Steelers, he didn't have a good game. And I bet the sky wasn't falling in Pittsburgh the next day. But Miles Garrett plays a game against the Rams. Doesn't have a show up in a stat sheet. No, oh, gosh, he's banged up or he's terrible. Is it fair? No, it's not fair. It's never been fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think. I mean, you, you can criticize. Anybody can criticize Miles Garrett. I think he's been... Great throughout his career. I think there's certain things you can pinpoint and pick at. I'll tell you what, this year, I don't think there's anything. I think he's played tremendous all year long. I think he's played with great effort all year long. I think he's more mature. I think he's a better leader. And like I said, I I think the Rams had a really good game plan. I don't think it was Miles not playing hard. I don't think it was Miles out of of his gap. I think it was the Rams had a really good plan. Mm -hmm. And when a quarterback gets rid of the ball before you can get there, there's not a whole lot you can do, and it frustrates you. I expect Miles to show up again this week. I expect him to show up in the box score. This week, I'd be stunned if a guy that good is shut out two weeks in a row. I mentioned the Jaguars' tackle issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I, don't think the, any, I don't think any criticism this year of Miles Garrett is fair. I think he's playing as well as anyone in the league. Um, and it was just the Rams had a good plan. I'll tell you this little anecdote. I'm walking through the tunnel trying to get back to the press box, and Miles is right in front of me. And Sean McVay is getting driven through the tunnel in an Escalade, rolls down the window, and tells Miles Garrett that I'm leaving out the F-bomb, but (laughs) he ruined his week preparing for Miles Garrett. So that just tells you what other people think about Miles. Scotty, how sweet was that stadium? Oh, it's unbelievable. 
Really? It is unbelievable. So, I mean, that's that's got to be a bucket list place. And uh, I know a lot of people that went out, a lot of people that are Browns fans that live out there that couldn't wait for the Browns to come out west. So a team goes out west. They they lose back-to-back games. We had talked about the, the team-building chemistry of the trips all preseason and everything else. They go out west. They stay out there for two weeks. They come back. How's the chemistry now? Yeah, I think it's good. I forget if it was Joe Batonio, somebody we talked to this week, said that despite going on with two, they think that trip is going to, in the long run, have a positive impact. And when they get to the playoffs and look back, they'll say, yes, there was another opportunity for them to bond. Guys are happy to be home, though, right? Like, I think they like to change the scenery. The weather is great. But then you start to miss home. You start to miss your badge, your routine. So I think everybody appreciates being back home. They appreciate going to the stadium where they've had a lot of success this year. Um, but I still get, I, I get a good feel about this team. I don't think those two losses affected the psyche. I think Joe Flacco, the way he played, gives guys hope. Mm-hmm. And they look at the playoff picture and think, hey, we're right in the middle. Scotty, when will they make a note or let us know that Flacco or DTR is the starter on Sunday? When will we find out? Uh, there's two chances. It's 90 minutes before game when they announce the inactives. But even then, they don't have to necessarily okay. name a starter. So it could be the first snap. But I'm telling you, I would be absolutely stunned if it's not Joe Flacco. I agree with that, too. And I think and it's, I think it's going to be Trevor Lawrence, too, unless something crazy happens. Perfect. Scotty, we ask you every week, Browns are favored by three. I don't know if that's because Trevor Lawrence got injured or they played on Monday night, but how do you see this one falling out? Yeah, it was weird. It changed. Like Sunday night, the Jags were favored by two and a half or three, and then it switched okay. after the injury. Um I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Browns are going to bounce back. It's not an easy matchup. The Jaguars are pretty good. They're explosive on offense. Got a good run defense. But I think they're susceptible in a couple areas that the Browns can exploit. I've been messing around with the score all week. Um, I think I'm going to settle on 23-20 Cleveland. 23-20 Cleveland, which means... It pushes. They got the over-under at 33. <laughs> you know, it's funny, too, because last night I told Kenny yesterday, I said, there's no way. Everybody's talking about this could be the yeah. lowest scoring game in the history of the NFL, the Steelers and the Patriots. That game flies over. in the. I shouldn't say flies over, but it hits the over in the first half. And I look at this as the same way. And I, I expect the Browns offense to really maybe start doing some better things here at home, and especially if Flacco plays anywhere close to the way he did last Sunday. And I, like you, would be shocked if he's not your starter come Sunday. I want to ask you one final question, turn you loose. Uh, last week during the game, they showed uh, LeBron James. Did you see him? You know what? I didn't. And I didn't even see that. Like, in the inside the stadium, I saw Kareem. I saw a couple of actors. Wow. I heard Alicia Silverstone was there, but I did not see LeBron. Okay. Outstanding. Well, Scotty, we always appreciate it. We'll do it again next week and another Browns victory, hopefully, we get to talk about. You know, I'm looking at this team a lot better. You know, it, it, a lot of times we get the beat reporters on, and it's like, oh, woe is me, and everything is negative. Things really are looking up for this team, especially due to the fact that the Steelers lost last night. Yeah, there's no doubt. They're in a good spot. Um, they just need to win, right? They need to yep. end this little little uh, skid that they're on, get a win, and then I think everybody will go back to feeling good about it. Scotty, you're the greatest. Thanks again for joining us. We'll do it again next Friday at 4, okay? Thanks, JT.